Within our world are creatures we cannot hope to comprehend. Science refuses to recognize them as fact, but Hollywood sees this as an easy cash grab. Now, join these three men as they venture into these attempts at success. You will witness the good, the bad, and the strange as you are now venturing into Cryptic Collectors. Welcome to Cryptic Collectors, the only show that can't tell the difference between the Black Eyed Kids and the Black Eyed Peas. I am your host, William, not the reason the kids have black eyes kerning. I and am. My a- name is- oh, by all means, uh, good sir. <laughs> no, you, good sir. I insist. No. No, I, I want you upon my upon my honor as a gentleman, good sir. Fine, fine. I am the sunshine Ace Maroque. And I do happen to be Sir Sippy VA. <laughs> Esquire. 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 I officially worked with cartoon characters, and that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all are kind of cartoons in our own way. I mean, yes, we are, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Crooked, would you like a little uh, bit of the tobacco? Oh, sure. I'll I'll, expl- I'll explain what we'll be talking about. It's uh, it's one. That, it's something I truly find terrifying because it mixes two things I'm terrified of or dislike. I'm terrified of ghosts and I dislike children. And you mix them together, <laughs> you get the black-eyed kids. No, but here's the thing. I mean, are the black-eyed kids ghosts per se? I, I still don't want them near me. I mean, they. The kind of vibe that I get from them is like Children of the Damned and Children of the Corn. Yeah, look, There's I don't like care. something that's that's possessing them to do all these horrible things. Look, I don't things. care if they're ghosts, possessed, aliens, or just come from an abusive household. I don't want them near me. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it's like, basically, it's like taking all the Kennys from the Gamera movie and making them killers. That instantly makes them more horrifying in my book. <laughs> oh, that's what Kennys means. Yeah, that's where that came from. I had no idea where that came from at all. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Will. And knowing is half the battle. Black eye kids. <laughs> Anyways, with the black eyed children, it's part of a long list of supernatural children that have appeared. It's also kind of a newer urban, a technically newer. It's not as old as some of the other ones we talked about. No, I think the earliest account was like in the 1998. Yep. Um, actually, it predates a lot l- earlier than that. There were some reports in the 80s, but it became more no- notable around 1996. I see. Oh, because they also had them in England, too. No, no, that's, no, that was just kids that came from abusive households. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, because the most... <laughs> I'm the, sorry. Right, because the, um, the 1996 sighting was around Albion, Texas. And, of course, there was a second one in, in Portland, Oregon. Which means Titan Goji, a.k.a. Davish, is not safe from the Black Eye Kids. Of course he's safe. He's in Texas. They're, everyone has a gun. <laughs> but can you? But but then again, how many times? How many times they deal with Black Eye children coming at their doors? Yeah. Look, look. It's a well-known fact. There's only two ways to really tell if if you're dealing with a Black Eye child. One, if they had the black eyes, that's like the big one. Yeah. The second one is if you turn on music that's very popular on TikTok and they don't dance. They're probably not black guys. They're probably, not, they're probably black guy kids. And if they do dance, you still get a gun out. You don't want that the next generation. <laughs> so Davis, like when he's opening up the door, he he sees the children. He's going to be like, I'm going to pull out my gun. Yeah. Play Billy Eilish. See if they dance. 
Excuse me, guys. I'm gonna go get my Spotify. <laughs> get the get the Shark Baby song. <laughs> the Black Eyed Kids, in terms of in terms of um, sightings, I mean, other than the two big ones of in 1996, there haven't been too many uh, sightings of it. The most, from what I can tell, was one from a British tabloid in 2014 about the Black Eyed Children, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I think I've seen that tabloid actually. Yeah, I was uh, watching a uh, a video about how the Black Eyed Kids gained a following through different forms of media, like Sunshine and the Black Eyed Kids, and of course the Black Eyed Kids comic. And it was going in depth about how there were tabloids and certain sightings of Black Eyed Kids within London. And I believe they started a band at one point. No, you're mm. talking about the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, you are talking about the Black Eyed Peas. And Me and YouTube keep confusing them because every time I type in the word black eyed, the piece comes up first. We're talking <laughs> about Beck, not Bep. Although now I have this wonderful image of my head of the black eyed kids when they enter, when they knock on your door. They're just they're just singing one of the black eyed peak songs. Actually, no, maybe that's how you get how you know the how to distinguish them. You play one of the black eyed peas songs and then they start dancing. First of them flies that they're so popular. What if they just like start dancing in unison, just pretending to be hip. It's like if you force the Grady sisters to dance. <laughs> or or if you force us to do a podcast. <laughs> or that scene or that scene in Red Spectacles where and a couple of my friends know this reference, the guy just randomly starts dancing while he's chasing down his victim. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but anyways, uh, getting on to uh, our two uh uh, discussions yeah, for the gonna, day. Yeah, I was saying we're technically gonna talk about two things because <laughs> kind of a funny story why we decided to do both of them. Originally, we were going to do just solely the Sunshine Girl and the Hunt for the Black Eyed Kids. No, we were gonna do the comic. Well, that's the thing. We were gonna do the video first, but I suggested originally we try to do the comic because. We've talked about two films already, like three films in a row at this point, so we needed something a little bit different, so I found out there was a Black Eyed Kids comic, so I figured we could try that first. The results were uh, not a good idea, because... All of the Black Eyed Kids look like Michael Myers from Halloween. Yeah. They do! You know what? <laughs> I actually read through all the 15 available volumes, and... There was 15 of those? Damn, yeah, yeah, they were 15. There were 15 volumes. I thought there was only five. Issues. No, there were 15 issues. We tried to get through five, and we couldn't. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My one biggest gripe about this was that, yes, it was so unappealing. And not only that, it was so dark, so I couldn't tell what the hell was happening half the time. And not only that, the kids looked so much older in the art style. Yeah. Black-eyed young adults. I couldn't tell them from actual adults. I was thinking like the black-eyed teens, black-eyed preteens. I ah, uh, the black-eyed minors. Remembering it just really, yeah. Oh my god. And, no. <laughs> and they and the worst part is it like like I said with the Michael Myers thing. It looks like they're all wearing masks because their mouths never open and they don't have a glare in the eyes. Might as well be Michael Myers. Michael Myers dead. Don't insult yeah. Michael Myers. <laughs> but neither you, neither the killer of teens or the celebrity. Yeah, what's even weirder, too, is that they had some, with that comic, had some pretty good talent. I mean, first you have artist Sazimit Kudadronsky, who was notable for a lot of um, modern comics. Like, specifically, he's really known for working on Spawn. 
And his artwork I've seen from his penciling is inking. It's really good. Though and, I gotta say, mm -hmm. when it comes to the comic, the artwork is not that great. It's only good when it and, comes to when it's dark. Yeah, it's it doesn't really look good here. And I I'm not sure if maybe that's just the general direction, or maybe it like from an editorial standpoint. I don't know, but I would imagine there would be a lot better a lot better artwork here. Since awesome, the, we found a couple of typos. Remember that? Yep. And yeah, that was about to mention that too. You, I mean, you also have. Eisner Award winner Joe Prunette, who worked on X-Men Unlimited and Cable. Yeah, also, did this script, when you were reading this, did it feel like it was meant to be a pilot for a TV show? It really it, felt like it was more like a pilot for a TV show. And even then, it, it would have been a really good TV show, given what we, what you and I had to read. It really did, honestly. It really yeah, did. Yeah, because I don't me, think it wouldn't apply. Yeah. It would have blown. Yeah, I definitely noticed this when they did some establishing shots where, you know how in a comic book, they just say the name of location in the corner for an establishing shot. Yeah. Here they show the name of the place on a sign like an establishing shot for a TV show. <laughs> yeah, which is fine if you want to be a little bit more subtler about it. But the problem is, is that there are some times when those like panels where they're supposed to show what area we're in. They're kind of hidden. So you wouldn't even know if you wouldn't notice the first time you were reading it. Yeah. Also, we relied a lot on pointless shock value like them just randomly killing animals zippy i know you were more welcome on this but i just was not a fan of the changes that they made to the black eyed kids lore it felt like they were because they try to make it feel too much hive mind-esque it tried they try to make it feel more like the xenomorphs from alien i know we only made a few issues and i did not understand why he wanted why the leader of the black eyed kid wanted this one writer woman to basically write the history of humans before they wipe them out now here i didn't get that either I just uh, felt like maybe it was uh, like some way how to strike back at humanity through its like um, emotional level, I guess. Yeah, it was right. It how was that in itself a bit of emotional torture? Because these kids, they're just like, as the characters say, just plain damn evil. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wished we sh we saw him reading what she wrote. You wrote a lot about the pizza bagel. I'm pretty sure humans accomplished <laughs> more than this. <laughs> And not only that, what I really liked is that they kept the ambiguity of what they really were instead of just uh, saying flat out, oh, we're actually aliens or something like that. Yeah, I will give them that, that yeah. they that the comic did not try to fully spell out that what they were. But given what we what we what little we knew of them, it just didn't feel like the black guy kids. Also, they repeated a lot of. I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the art. But they repeated a lot of the same panels, but zoomed in. And yeah, you can tell they zoomed in. Yeah, you can tell they stretched. They stretched out a pan, uh, panel just for the sake of getting the same shots, and yeah, it looks too. really lazy. And it's sad because this could have been a really good thriller story. It really could have been. Like there was so much potential with actually even the better a uh, fantasy mystery. Yeah, I think like I think having it being a supernatural horror mystery would have been the perfect spot to have the Black Eyed Kids be adapted into comics, which it feels like that's what they want to do with it. But I just feel like either one, they they felt like they didn't have enough research on on them, so they just decided to try to do their own thing, or maybe they just didn't care too much about the source material. Like you want it to feel like that this is like the Black Eyed Kids, just maybe a bit more expanded upon. Yeah, I mean, for Not... God's sake, I read a book in why gender bent Sun Wu Kong, but I still keep true to the character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or King and I, I could... turned into a woman. Yeah, that's and, really the and, only big difference. And some say that's better. Actually, no, the better <laughs> one is when they made Mordred into a woman, <laughs> and everyone else into a woman, especially historical figures, when we have pictures of what they actually looked like. 
So what we're basically saying is, go on Amazon right now and buy God, God's Wrath, Tournament of the Divine. Now, what we're saying is, play Fate Grand Order. Spend <laughs> your money for waifus. <laughs> the biggest... The gotcha gods demand it. Crooked Lore's biggest inspiration. <laughs> Waifu? I say, say anime titties? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a huge inspiration. Like... Twice as <laughs> So here, Kirk Lore, I have a proposition for a new um, book that you might uh, want to um, cash in on. So here's about this one hero. He goes on an adventure. He has the biggest of uh, bazongas. I'm, I'm listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, like when you go when you're going uh, to a panel. Anal at a convention, just this one young fan who's be like, So, what was your inspiration when it comes to God's Wrath? You're just gonna be like, Titties, <laughs> yeah. But the comic, The Black Eye Kids, we like at least in me and Crooked's case, we couldn't finish that, it was too boring and just too lifeless to really enjoy. I, we're, I, I think there's more potential to do more cryptid comics. And yeah, Actually, you want to tell you how bad it was? I'd rather read I'm Not Starfire. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah I said it. And that, and that said says it. something right there. Yeah but, if, yeah, but in the end, don't read the comic. Just focus. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, if anything. No. I mean... The whole reason why I read through the whole thing was so that I could at least have some actual thoughts on it and share it with you guys. I agree. So I I don't recommend it as a form of literature or something to actually look into the Black Eyed Kids themselves. But if you are still curious, be my guest because it's not going to do much for you. In fact, it's quite forgettable. I'd say you're better off just watching any documentary or or literally any video on YouTube discussing that. Which, speaking of which, that would come into our second uh, project, which would be Sunshine Girl and the Hunt for the Black Eyed Kids, which, Will, you recommended for us. Yeah, I, yeah, I only recommend this because this was the only real decent film for the Bla- Black Eyed Kids. Also, is just a fascinating way how this movie was actually made with the YouTube channel and how they kind of tried to make it feel real. When I was first, when uh, you first initially, uh, we mm-hmm. should uh, we should say though we are not we are gonna riff on this movie a bit, but it's nothing against the creators or any of that. They did a fantastic job on their part, but we're still gonna criticize some stuff. Yeah, we're yeah, like um, because I because I'll be honest, like in my case, when you first uh told me about this i just did not want to do it because i just do not like a lot of youtube videos based on the subject especially god knows uh, how I, many slender man you say, yeah so when you said you weren't gonna do it, i swear to god you you would think it was gonna be like smosh or uh, channel awesomes movies that's exact uh, i thought I, I thought it was gonna be something a lot more low tier than that yeah honestly i'm not gonna lie the camera quality was actually pretty good yeah, yeah, the, yeah, camera quality was not bad. And one of the things that I will give the movie credit for is that I like that it's tied to an actual YouTube web series. Yeah, called also, The Haunting could, of the Sunshine Girl. Yeah. Also, you could tell how 
old this movie actually is because not once did this YouTuber mention Raid Shadow Legends or NordVPN. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, of course you were going to bring that up. Yeah, can okay. you imagine if this was made nowadays, every five seconds, even the most serious moments, okay. you're going to see in the bottom corner sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Okay, okay. I got I to gotta stop you right here because I got to mention something. This motherfucker, when we were reading the Black Eyed Kids comic, he would not shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I had to hear that the entire time when we were reading it. Every single time he did, I wanted to fucking kill him. And now I just hope to God one day our front sponsor is going to be Raid Shadow Legends. If it is, I will strangle you when we meet up in real life. I swear to God, I will literally strangle you being like, this is for the good. And I was Shadow Legends. Shadow Legends. Why you little? (laughs) It's literally, I'm literally going to turn to Homer and Crook is going to turn to Bart Simpson. Look at the graphics. It looks like a PC game. Shut the fuck up. Shut the Download my code now to unlock new exclusive characters. I'm beating the shit out of him. Shut up, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, um... But going and back, then I apologized and said this apology is sponsored by NordVPN. You fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I had to hear that the entire night we read through those comics. I don't even know why and what brought it up, but something did, and I just kept on going. He kept it. going, and now I have Vietnam flashbacks to hearing those words. But you know, if this movie was made in recent in the recent layout of YouTube, they would have done it. She would oh, have done this. Oh, Shine Shine Girl would have done this. Oh, absolutely. And I would have laughed. Yeah, yeah, during the moments when it being chased by a black guy kid, show me screen. Oh, God, this is sponsored by Ray Shadow Legends. Oh, my God. H, <laughs> uh, you want to explain okay. the premise of the movie? Okay, so before I do, I want to quickly discuss about the web series that the movie um, is spawned from. So. The Haunting of the Sunshine Girl is about a teenage, a 17-year-old girl named Sunshine, played by uh, Paige McKenzie. Basically, the series is, it's kind of like ghosts, kind of like um, ghost stories or any one of those type of shows where, you know, a group of people, like, come together and try to go through anything paranormal and such. I mean, the, I mean, it's obviously, it's a YouTube series, so it's not necessarily of high quality, but I do like the fact that there is a legit series that it could be tied to. While also being sponsored by Blue Apron. Okay, shut <laughs> the fuck up, you mother... Anyways, I think this movie handles utilizing that far better than another thing that I couldn't help but compare it to, but the film Deadstream, if any, if you two are familiar with that. Nope. Yeah. I actually thought you were going to compare it to with the Marble Hornets thing. No, I think Deadstream would be a better one one to compare it to because basically the idea of that of Deadstream is about a fictional YouTuber that goes around haunts and he goes for this extreme haunt and gets a lot more than what he bargained for. It's a similar premise, except here there is a legit YouTube series to go along with the film. Yeah, Although I actually. Mm-hmm. I was say I've seen a lot of stuff that's been done kind of like this for recent years, but not to to a point they'd make a mo- movie. I guess it's I guess consider analog horror. I think yeah, analog horror would be a better example to compare this to. Yeah, and I gotta say I, I give anyone cre- that goes this all out on the project, I give them as much credit as possible because that I don't think is by all the stories I write, I don't think I ever go this far out for some of my stories, like create just building up to it while trying to make it feel as real as possible. 
additionally, what really makes it work is also just how, and I think in the same sense as the McPherson tapes and some of the Blair Witch Project, I like it that it ha- that for all the performances, they all feel a lot more natural. Like these are real kids. Like, and also I really like how su- how our main character Sunshine and how she edits her YouTube videos. And edits them in the way where they feel like something you'd see from YouTubers from the 2012s. Though I will admit that does get kind of annoying as it gets to a more serious tone. It does, I will agree there, but I think it also adds to the authenticity of this being sort of a set period piece from the more earlier years of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, because honestly, at this point, she would have gone on Twitch and become a, and become a, and become a streamer and would have been sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about that much. <laughs> One thing, though, I will say is that when it comes to our main character, Sunshine, I mean, she's, she's a teenage girl on YouTube. <laughs> it, well, well, she's a teenage girl on YouTube and makes a lot of really stupid choices. And like not being sponsored by Rage Shadow. Legends. I will kick your fucking ass, you motherfucker, if you keep going with that. Crooked. It's OK. Just wait. Don't don't Let you dare go. start Let this too, Sippy. Let it go. Don't. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to fan the fire, okay? I'm just trying to wait. That's that's how the saying goes, right? No, that is not how the saying goes. Uh, the saying well, goes. Trying, this is sponsored by Blue Apron. Fuck you, fuck you. Christ. <laughs> you know I should just let I this will happen. I'll kill you. Let this happen. Anyways, but I try to be helpful. You try to be helpful, but it's impossible when he's continuing with it. Moving on! But with Sunshine, she makes a lot of really poor decisions in the film. And I get it. She's a passionate, you know, she's a passionate, um, what would you really call her? Like a, um, like, I wouldn't say, like, fan necessarily. Knowledge seeker. I think that would be a better word to use. On the subject of the Black Eyed Kids. And it makes her, her making a lot of questionable decisions. And to be perfectly honest, I would have much preferred it if her mother was more involved in this story than just her deciding to basically run away to do this story and have her be right in the end. Cause when I saw that, I thought, okay, I know exactly where this is going to go. Yeah. I will. I thought it was funny how the mother kind of just wanted to cancel the whole thing because just because she made her run. (laughs) Yeah. And I will admit, the mother, also played by uh, Mercedes Rose, she does a great job with her performance, and I think the mother is genuinely a likable character. Ironic, too, because, um, here's a little interesting trivia I was able to discover, but um, Mercedes Rose, who plays the mother, is also the voice of Rosalina in the Mario Galaxy series. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, no kidding. I, I knew that voice sounded familiar, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Rosalina, huh? But that's why she wasn't there to help her kids. She was too busy helping Mario. <laughs> well, ironically, too, that this is uh, this came after Mar- this came after uh, Mario, even the series. So I'm kind of curious, kind of curious um, what her involvement was. That unless I think it maybe, if anything, it maybe might have been a family type of situation. You know, because yeah, like, these are all uh, they all they say they're actually related. They actually are the mother and daughter. Uh, Sorry, really? sunshine, but your mother is in another galaxy. <laughs> Wait, are you wait? Are you serious? Well, I thought that's what I thought. I said that's. I thought they had the exact same last name at the end. I uh, I refer yeah characters, not the act. No, not in the, the end credits. 
Oh. Oh. Hmm. Unless well, was it prior? To it up. It? I really didn't pay attention at the end credits. Yeah, because I because mm-hmm. I'm now because I'm because I'm now kind of curious about that. Cause... Yeah, because I was curious because I know a lot of saying they were playing themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that was. Oh no! Actually, no. It is her mother. Uh, okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. That, so that I take that back. Adds to the realism of it. That yeah. definitely adds to the realism. Yeah, it adds to the realism, and plus, I guess when you have a really experienced actress like Mercedes Rose, I mean. I must have definitely helped out with Paige's performance because despite how I feel about her as a character, again, I still think Paige does a great job with uh, her. I think she does a great job with her character and trying to flesh it out as much as she can with it. Also, I will say that the side characters, except for one, which we'll get into, are also decently interesting. I like the, um, I think the guy's name was uh, Waters, like the guy that they interview eventually who sent them info about the black guy kids. Yeah, who yeah. literally just invites them down just to tell them he's not going to tell them anything. <laughs> he's kind of like a typical conspiracy theorist where, like, if you don't 100% believe him, he'll not want anything to do with you. But I do love the story that he tells about how his best friend in the military, seeing the black guy kids, completely broke him mentally until one day he just disappeared and that negatively affected him as well. I think that was one of the best scenes. Like, honestly, the the first half of the movie, I think, has a lot of strong points. And that yeah, scene I in particular. The, I really like the interviews in it. The interview yeah. The, the only thing I hate about the interviews is the music. And that, in general, I hate that about found footage or analog, analog horror films. Is that they always incorporate music into their interviews. No interview, unless you're a documentary, would really, do, would really add music in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I said about the edits that came later. It, I know, understand they want to try to make it feel like it was done by a YouTuber, but at the same time, it kind of feels like that they're put, that it takes away from the realism of it. It really does. And also, I think the ending, too, is um, how it affects the rest of the channel, I think, is kind of a missed opportunity. Because one thing I would have preferred is if the if this was like the final project that Sunshine worked on. And every other YouTube video doesn't have her involved in any sense. There's plenty of videos that come after this film. And I think that's kind of a missed opportunity to really hit home the authenticity of the film by just having our main, having the characters that we know in this movie never appear again on the channel. And maybe yeah. she oh, like becomes like a producer or something. Another thing I actually really liked about this is this movie was done through a Kickstarter and she even acknowledges that. Even played up that this movie was actually funded through the Kickstarter. That's why she was able to get a film crew and all that. Yeah, like I said, despite the issues, this is still a very impressive, impressive movie and a lot of build up to it. Yeah, it's very ambitious. I will definitely give it that. And and I'll, another thing I'm saying, I really like what they were doing with the Black Eyed Kids. They didn't dive too deep into it, but it gave you some interesting ideas still. It's. I think it's the right amount of keeping them still in mystery, which they should. But also, it adds a bit, like, it adds the right bit of layers to them to still make them interesting, and as well as threatening at the same like time. Like the idea of the, this is a bit of a spoiler, by the way, the idea of the mother. Yes. The quote-unquote mother, if you will. We don't we don't question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something. I mean, like, I was a little confused uh, when they said mother, but then I was just uh, looking at them like, just yeah, they, uh, what he does to the homeless lady. I'm like, yeah, now, here's what the, the hell? Th- now, here's the thing, though. When the opening and the opening uh, found footage that they shown, the child kept on referring to the mother with male pronouns. Yeah, like that which, was like that was which a I thought was kind of interesting because I was curious where I was going to go. Because, again, this is uh, this before as I say this before a lot of stuff happening now. 
Yeah, and Steve Horan. Yeah, and also like you got a, also like an actor like uh, Ted Rooney involved as the mother who was in Legally Blonde, Gone, Big Fat Liar, and also was on Seinfeld. So they had a so they had some pretty experienced actors there. There at their no, disposal. I won't lie. It kind of takes away the realism when you when you learn that this that this guy's been in other movies. Because I mean, at least with Ted Rooney, he looks very believable in the role that he's given. Right. Because he's not I mean, he does he does do a really good job though. Yeah, I'm like gonna give him credit. Yeah, because any actor could have easily just chucked it up and just kind of winked at the camera. No, he took it seriously and gave a pretty good cold performance, I must say. Yeah. Also, I I'm gonna say this. I felt bad for the character of Andy, the guy that they got the kid they got off. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. someone I wanted to mention because I really hated Andy the whole time. No, I felt bad for him just because he was only invited because they need the slowest run because they need a slower runner in case. I just hated how really awkwardly creepy he was towards Sunshine the whole time. Like, and I get it, he's kind of meant to be the fanboy and such, but the, the scene where he's asking if he if Sunshine's seeing anybody. That was really uncomfortable to watch. Though I, I will say when he when he introduced the Andy Cam, I kept on thinking of taglines for his spell. <laughs> <laughs> Justice is blind. But I love nuts. <laughs> I was, I you know, I think the thing that made it even funnier is that Sunshine added like the name Andy Cam, but it's so small and in the corner. It's like she didn't really want to do it. Your sins can't hide from the Andy Cam. <laughs> no one can escape the Andy Cam. Like it, it's like a P, it's like the Jaws POV, and you just hear the John Williams music. No, what if the Andy Cam was the Dead Eye Cam? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just imagine I, I, just like the shaky cam running through the woods. Oh, oh Andy, no. while you're running, I'm panicking. No, I'm no, no. scared, man. I'm scared, man. No, try to imagine that. Try to imagine this. It's ch it's trying to ch it's chasing sunshine, asking for a date so badly. Like, <laughs> why won't you go scared. out with me? I won't lie. That's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but the best part, in my opinion, was when the cameramen were like, "Okay, this is just getting a little too crazy for us. Maybe we should just leave." Yeah, they legit. I love that they, that the crew legit abandoned them. I thought, Sorry, was, kids, you're on your own." That was actually a little bit of funny self-awareness when it comes to the Kickstarter that they got real crew and the crew decided to fucking leave. Look, we weren't actually expecting to find anything, but you know, we're not gonna stay to find anymore. I thought that was that was a great. That little was the scene. most realistic thing I've ever seen in a found footage film. And also, I gotta say too, I love how the black eyed kids are presented in the movie. I mean, we talked a little bit about how they're um, how they're depicted, but the the visual themselves and how they appear, it's right on point with what we expect. The cold, yeah. dead stare, the 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 uh, you know the black eyes, you know, shining the the way they present themselves in this almost robotic, inhuman way. It's right on point with how I expect them to be seen in urban, le you know, in the actual urban legend. And another thing I will say, I really like the opening uh, found footage film that was supposedly sent to her to get her interested into the Black Eyed Kids. I thought it was a very great setup, very creepy. That in itself, I felt like could have been its own short film right then and there. I, there's a lot of positives to this movie. It's just again, I th but I think you and we can all agree that the biggest problem in this movie is definitely it's again the pacing because the first half yeah. of the movie is great, but ironically, when we get to the second half, which is ironic, where all the black eye kid stuff happens, 
it really, really drags. And as someone who was watching this today, there were a lot of times when we were at those scenes is when I was skipping up the movie just to get to the end because I just couldn't get invested in a lot of those scenes. And ironic because that's the yeah. scenes that we're supposed to be here for. I do like the fact she made it feel like this was done by a YouTuber, but at the same time, I don't like the fact she made it feel like this was done by a YouTuber. I like the very amateurish uh, documentary style to it. But once we get to the parts that are, you know, mainly scares, I mean, there are some definitely good scares. I'll, I won't, I'll actually give the movie credit. It does exactly what a lot of YouTube videos do when they try to do horror, and that is drag the fuck on. Yep. Yeah, that is true. Also, uh, in the in the end cre credits where she where her mother, her friend, and and then went back to the house, pretty much showing, very much showing the mother what, what happened. How come she wasn't rubbing in the mother's face the fact that this actually happened? Because she clearly shown the mo her mother this vi the video of the black eyed kids and all that. I think probably before they drove up there, she probably saw the condition they were in and knew that they that they did indeed face something that they really shouldn't See, have. I I would have been very shallow about, about it. This is where it happened? Yeah, this is where the non-existent black-eyed kids attacked me, Mom. And uh, right over there, the non-existent leader. Yeah, that's where I saw hit, That's why I saw her killing the non-existent homeless person. Then, and there was another scene that actually kind of took me out of this. When the police came to the house where they found the one guy they were interviewing, they found him dead. That did not look like for a documentary. It looked like a shot from a, from a police show. Yeah, that was really weird. That was weirdly shot. I don't get why that was added there. How did, like, how would Sunshine set up a camera for over there? That's what I want to know. I was like, hey, look, I know I'm panicking, but can I film you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, make, I just went through this very traumatic experience. I mean, yeah, like I just went through a very traumatic series, uh, dramatic uh, moment. Experience. So can I, can I film this? Now get a good shot of you putting a blanket around me. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird ass moment in the it, movie. I was I was thinking, does this, 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 did I just did I just get to another video on me? What happened? Here? Yeah, I know. It's it looked like something right. It looks like something right out of like something right out of those uh, police shows that you see on MTV yeah. or something. Yeah, what they should have done there is have is still have them record, but have the camera crew holding their cameras lower so it, so they aren't holding over the shoulders as they talk to the cops, mm -hmm. or at least skip ahead to, or do show a black screen saying that the cops came and they were and they had to talk to them. Yeah, or maybe you could have even actually like, make it seem like a found footage film. The thing with the police, uh, I thought that was uh, really uh, stupid too. Like, who did she pay to get to uh, the police to like film them? or somebody to film the police doing their job. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, like, not right, let alone illegal. So let me get this straight. You walked in on him. You walked in a man, why are you filming my badge? Like, I, look, it'd be just a great establishing shot. Just let yeah. me get it. Yeah, if anything, here's what I would have. I would have preferred it if hell, if the camera was out, was down on, was like um, on the car, and you're seeing the cops talk to not only them, but the crew as well. Or even show it from a dash cam point of view. Yeah, that would have been worth. Or the Andy cam, if you really want to go that far. Like I said, I just Justice like the is focus blind. Or is like not. the visual perspective should have been just solely on them. And then everything that happens outside of that would just be like um, told over, like, say, text or something. Like, this yeah. is what happened. Like, yeah. there was uh, about hours of questioning and then we were back on the road. I really want to give this movie credit for trying as much as it does, but in the end, it is still a YouTube film. 
not the but worst. Mm -hmm. I say, but is it Ace again? If it's a YouTube film, how come it's not sponsored by Rage Shadow? I Legends? will oh fucking gouge out your eyes, you little shit. Anyways, don't aren't oh, you may I, tired of those oh. kind of threats on the internet? You know what will help you with that? Nord VPN. I. <laughs> okay, Ace, Ace, Ace. Would it make you feel better if I filmed you gagging him? Yes, please do. Well, we meet, this choke when we meet up in real life, I will give you one of my cameras, and you're going to watch me strangle the fuck out of him. And the corner will say, sponsored by Blue Apron. <laughs> Moving on. With the sunshine girl in the hunt for the black eyed kids, I've seen worse YouTube videos out there, but this one I feel like it's just going to go under the radar or as uh, one of the other menagerie of YouTube horror films. And I will say I'd rather you I'd rather watch this again than read the comic. I'll agree with that. Like it's definitely a lot more watchable and entertaining than the comic is, but that's not saying too much. Because the comic was sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Just let it go. Just Ace. let it go. Anyways, uh, but I will say this. With both of these adaptations, it did make me really realize that the black eyed children nor the black eyed kids, the depending on which word, way you want to pronounce it, they haven't really, they, those have not really been adapted well in any media at this point. Honestly, I'd say if you want a definitive version of the Black Eyed Kids, ironically enough, go watch what predated it, which is The Village of the Damned. Because yeah. either the original or the John Carpenter remake both do the job in giving these giving children a very supernatural and very eerie feel to them plus you get mark hamill in the john carpenter version yes you or do just watch children of the corn and i'm talking about the original not the ones that came after it or or yeah any of the sequels so that any of the sequels or just listen to more of us in our previous podcast yes always this live podcast was sponsored by league of legends <laughs> i get dead you <laughs> Okay, okay, hang on. I'm coming in. Come through the screen right now. I, I, I'm coming through the screen. Come through the screen. I, I, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. This is the collector sponsored by. God, if we ever get to the day where we're ever getting sponsored by something, you guys will have to do that because I'm never going to do that. It's got to be my... Raid Shadow Legends. It's I... always Raid Shadow Legends. Uh... Name one YouTube video that isn't sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. I Name know. One. But must you remind VA me and sponsored by Buxu? Must you remind me every fucking time in this fucking episode? This attempted murder was sponsored by Lynn Rachel. <laughs> yeah, this attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Crooked, would you like to share with us what our next episode is gonna be? It's actually going to be our first anime episode. It is going to be that one, right? I kind of lost track of what we're doing. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It is. Right, we're reviewing Hanaku the Twilight Bound Hanaku Kun. Ah. Which Tet, which we I was debating if we save for our inaccurate depictions, but other than him, other than the gender swap, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, uh... not horror as as much, but still everything else still is still kind of matches these actual stories. I mean, aside from Hanako-kun, there are different uh, Japanese adaptations of Hanako-san. Well, thank you for joining us. Oh wait, we didn't rate the we didn't rate the stuff. 
Oh yeah. So with the comic, I will give it. I uh, will give it one Raid Shadow Legend out of five. Fuck it, I might as well go along with this. And yeah, that's I a will, lot of Raid Shadow Legends. It, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I will give Sunshine and the Hunt for the Black Eyed Kids two Andy Cams out of five. All right. I think I'll rate the comic Imitation Corn out of ten. Imitation Corn out of ten. That's basically it. It's it just really is of the corn under a different name, trying to look like the the Walking Dead. It really <laughs> did. It really did. That bothered me so much. It really did. And how would you rate the movie? Uh, the movie, I would say, um, ten wheelchair bound mothers. <laughs> mothers with he with he and his pronouns. Yes, uh, one wheelchair bound mother out of ten. And I will and I will rate the movie Five Blue Aprons out of ten. Say <laughs> and for the Black Eyed Kids, uh, what was that scam thing that everyone was was doing? As for we could buy land in Ireland or something. Uh, I don't know what that's referring to. I said it was a that was a whole controversy when it comes to when it comes to uh, sponsorships and one was you could actually buy land in Ireland, become a lord or a lady, but it was revealed to not be true. Yeah, that was that was real. That was a whole thing. I, I, I actually, now, now that you say that, I know what you're talking about, but I just don't know the, I just gotta, I don't know the name at all. Yeah, I'll just say what uh, I'll say. Uh, say the whole comic book is basically just a scam business. Gotcha. <laughs> well, at least it's become a scam business in recent years. Oh no, no, no! It's just become a dying business in recent years. <laughs> I have been William, sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends Kerning. And I have been Ace, Ace sponsored by Lord VPN Maroke. And I am Sippy. I really wish this was just Children of the Corrid VA. And this has been Cryptic Collector, sponsored by Louis.